This is CliffCentral.com. Grant, I need to make a critical business decision. We've been expanding rapidly, and my gut feel tells me that we should be investing for growth. But I need to put some financial science behind that gut feel of mine. Don't you have a financial manager or director that can help you with that? But isn't that rather expensive? It doesn't have to be. Why don't you contact the finance team? They're a consultancy that can provide you with a part-time financial manager or director at a fraction of the cost of a full-time resource. Go to thefinanceteam.co.za. Welcome to our Business Masterclass. I'm Richard Angus, CEO of the Finance Team, your part-time financial executive solution. Last week, we chatted to Mark Peters in the panel about the whole question of mentorship in your business, a great podcast. If you haven't had an opportunity, go to our websites and download that, www.cliffcentral.com or www.thefinanceteam.co.za. Today, we're going to be chatting about a really interesting topic, the whole question of digital versus traditional marketing and how the world has changed. Joining us in studio as our guest is Emma Wilson. She is the CEO of Polkadot Digital. Welcome, Emma. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us once again. We've had Emma in the studio before, and we've brought her back to talk to us about this whole question of digital marketing and how the world has changed. So, Emma, I mean, traditionally, we were a world of uh, bricks and mortar, paper, all those good things. And marketing had a specific uh, slant to it. Um, if I was to to look at the traditional marketing people in, in the world, it was about advertising. It was about print media. It was about uh, possibly radio and television. And it was about billboards and, 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 and that sort of stuff. How has the world shifted with the world of digital coming online? So there's a big debate against if digital or traditional marketing, which one is better. Um, and as you said, everything used to be about billboards and person face-to-face marketing, and everything's changed to this digital era. It's the new era of marketing. Um, everything's online. So if you don't have a website, your business doesn't exist. Uh, that's how people see it today. So having social media, having blogging, blogs, uh, anything to do with online search engines, your your company needs to be on those platforms. Okay. So, you know, I mean, before I think, you, you know, everybody would always go, it's all about what people see and experience. And so if you wanted, you, you, you almost had to or could create an illusion using your, your marketing presence. So brand build, as we call it. So, you know, so why do uh, Vodacom have a massive sign at the top of the Ponty uh, building. You know why does Telcom put their name on so many things? Why why is there an FMB logo on the poles at the rugby? You know, kind of kind yeah. of scenario. Um, and I mean, the reality is, traditional marketing has always been very much more about building awareness of a brand. How is that different in that digital marketing space? Is it still about brand? Is brand everything? So brand is still everything. I mean, mm. if how someone perceives your brand is if they will, will or won't buy from you. If you have a negative perception, they're not going to buy from you. So marketing is all about building that brand. Um, but the nice thing about digital is that instead of the person just seeing the brand, they're now looking for their service and it's already there for them. So mm. someone's on the internet searching for a service and then it appears for them. Instead of a brand where you're just hoping that all these people in the stadium want to buy uh, telecom, 
now it's actually someone searching for the service and it coming forward for them. So it's changed that instead of just being about brand, digital marketing has now helped generate leads a lot more than traditional marketing used to be. So now it's right there in the person's face when they need it. Hmm. Now, I mean, I, I guess if you were to, if I was to ask the question, which had a longer path to market, so to speak? So how long did you have to market in a more traditional space to get – because from what you're describing, the the person who's engaging now from a digital marketing perspective is much further down the – let's call it what? The buyer journey than, yeah. than, than perhaps a traditional person uh, or traditional marketing space. Uh, in the traditional marketing space, you become aware of the brand. You have the brand brand. You know, awareness and X months later, you now need the service and you kind of go, you know, oh, who was the guys that were advertising there? Okay. Maybe I should go and engage. I guess now it's need driven rather yeah. than perception driven. Is that, is yeah. that a shift? Would that be an accurate way to describe it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you look at the pros and the cons against traditional and, and digital, um, definitely the main thing about digital is that you can measure it and it's real time and someone you do your marketing and you can see if it works straight away. Mm. Whereas putting up a billboard or having flyers handed out to the robot. Okay. You don't know directly straight away because you had all of these more sales. Was it because of that? Mm. Whereas digital is, it's immediate, you can or, say. Or, or if you, uh, more than likely, if you don't have more sales immediately, yeah. <laughs> you don't know whether it's working or not. Yes. You, you know, you can go, well, I'm seeing, uh, you know, I've got the guy, f- I love those guys, flicking the pointer. You know, those guys <laughs> that flip the pointers around at the corner of Greyston and Ravonia Road in, uh, in, uh, in Santon yes. at 8 o'clock every morning. Is it having an impact or not? I don't know because my sales haven't materially changed this morning and the guy was there yesterday flinging the thing around. Um, So, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's always about the buying cycle. So, it is – you're right. If someone sees a billboard, doesn't mean at that moment in their time they need that service straight away. Whereas that's why I said earlier when someone's actually searching for it or they are going out themselves to look for it, then that's an immediate – and you can actually track that, okay, it's from this, we resulted in more sales. Whereas in traditional, it was a lot longer to determine the effect mm-hmm. of brand awareness. And that has always been a very hard thing to measure. Yeah, and I think for a financial guy like me, always the question to the marketing guys, is this X thousand million that you're spending on Y actually worth it? Because can you show me the results? And the answer was always you can't measure it, Richard. Yeah. And my answer was, well, you need to be <laughs> because I, I need to know whether I'm spending in the right places. Yeah. Now, I mean, is there still a role for the traditional marketing in this digital age or not? I mean, is is the billboard dead or is, is, the, is the market that the billboard talks to just different? So I definitely think there's still a place for traditional marketing. Um, I've actually read about it. They actually said that you should actually apply the 80-20 rule. So 80% of your marketing budget should go into digital for immediate lead generation and 20% should still be in traditional marketing, still building that brand. There's definitely you have to have that cross of marketing and try use all the channels available. Um, and that's the best way to get brand awareness as well as getting the leads. And the two work together so well. So if someone's seen your billboard before and then searches on Google, they've seen the billboard. Now they see your search, they're going to click on your ad and convert with you because they've recognized the name. Mm-hmm. They've seen it somewhere else before. So it's mm-hmm. it's hard to measure that brand awareness, but it's definitely they contribute to one another. Okay. And 
I mean, let's talk for a moment. Let's go to the world of print because that 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 was the other space that that played quite heavily. Is you know advertising in various publications, um, you know, getting in front of people. You know, let's call it share of eye <laughs> as they as they as they browsing through you know publications. I mean, I think the number of publications out there has certainly grown over the years. So, I mean, if you look at if I walk into a, um, you know, filling station or whatever, and you're looking at their shops, you know, at the till point, you just look at these rows of magazines and they've become very specialized. So that's one thing I can, I can say is I've noticed that there's, you know, it's no longer about the U and the Heisgenot magazine kind of thing. Yeah. There, there, there's a nice spread of almost speciality magazines out there. Is that, does that drive better connection with the, with the, let's call it the target market? And so does that make advertising in those sort of publications more worthwhile? Definitely, because now you have a target market. And now, so if you have a fitness magazine, now you're targeting those people that will read that. And the, and the adverts that are in that magazine will obviously appeal to the people that are reading it. Instead of having just a, a you or a Hesco note, as you said, that's targeting such a broad audience, every ad in there could apply mm-hmm. to one person or no one. Yeah. Um, so having the more specialized magazines actually does make sense. Now you're much more targeted with your ads. Um, and that's also another pro for digital, mar- I mean, for traditional marketing. Now you actually have a, a tangible ad that you can take home or put it on your fridge to remember it. Mm-hmm. Whereas digital, that's the, the one con about it is that there's no tangible unless you print it out. On mm. your printer, but that's it's you. You have it in the magazine to refer back to, which is quite a nice thing about traditional. Yeah. So the the I, I, I always laugh when you see the, them and say you can't tear out digital, <laughs> you know. So I, I guess the 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 tear out capability is 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 limited. Um, but you can bookmark it. Yes, and you can print it. <laughs> <laughs> so you do have some ways to retain it and and and, and keep it. Okay, so. You know, if I'm now starting out, um, you know, my business is established. I'm not talking startups. I'm talking, you know, mid-sized business. We're, we're cruising along. And I decide we now need to, to up our game in terms of our marketing. We may have advertised in, let's call it the more traditional spaces, etc. From a digital marketing perspective, I mean, everybody's talking social media, social yeah. media. Got to be on social media. There are a number of companies that I've interacted with that are not on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. And, and, and I kind of look at this and I go, okay, so you guys are and, – and many of them will tell me they actively choose not to be. Yeah. And, I, and I go, okay, so that goes against this digital marketing, let's call it, approach. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, and I'm often rem- reminded by, uh, of that statement of the IT company that said they thought the internet was a fad and they wouldn't gear their business for it. How wrong were they? <laughs> um, you know, if, if I'm not on social media, am I making a major mistake in my business? Definitely. Definitely making a major mistake. So a lot of traditional companies fear social media because it's the unknown mm. and they don't know it well enough and they think that if they put their brand out there, someone can put negative reviews or something can go wrong and if it's not managed it's going to look bad so they only think of the cons of it instead of the pros and I think that's definitely because they're not educated enough in what how social media works and it's it's not a difficult platform to use I think if you just understand it you try it out it could actually be it could really work and could really help your business as I said earlier if you don't have a website you don't exist mm. it's the same I mean, if you don't have social media you don't yeah, exist yeah. let's just talk for a moment I mean 
How many people are actually online in today's economy? Well, I know in, in actually in South Africa, 40% of our population is on, is on the internet. I mean, that's, that's high. Yeah, it's very high. And that's growing every year. More and more people are going on the internet. And I, and I think that's probably driven by the advent of smartphones and the ability to access the internet via a smartphone platform in, in terms of the environment. I mean, so if, if I'm, if I'm now into that digital marketing space, what is my my population that I'm talking to? How how I mean, if you think about the population of South Africa, yeah. the reality is traditional methods don't get there either because you know not everybody's buying the magazine, not everybody's buying the newspaper, yeah. not everybody's um, you know driving down the highway, seeing the ads, etc. I, I guess that digital world kind of breaks down breaks down some of the let me call it the traditional barriers to engagement that that might might have existed out there but i mean how many users are there that are actively engaging you know i mean you're saying 40% of people yes. engage from a south african perspective yes. are, are they all engaging in on the internet and doing searches actively engaged so so the the stats that i know it was 22 million people in South Africa, were actively engaging on social on, on the internet. So they had a smartphone. They were active using Google, using uh, social media platforms. I mean, it's a m- massive uh, population that is. Oh using. well, I mean, 22 million people. That's yeah. that's a substantial portion yeah. of the population that you that you're looking yeah. at. Okay. I mean, I, I guess the question is, you know, if somebody engages with you in the digital space, does that mean that they want to transact with you across the piece digitally, or do they still want to talk to the the person, so to speak, and they're using it as a as a lead method? Yeah, so I definitely think that still needs that personal engagement in, in every business. People buy from people, um, and yeah, I've learned that's that. An Im- that's an important thing. Yeah. People buy from people. Yeah. That's an important thing. And I've learned that through all my years of every, all my marketing is that word of mouth and talking to someone is still the strongest form of marketing mm. and personal references definitely important okay. so having this the digital marketing side is all contributing to this it's that brand it's that reputation that you're building so people can see wow all my friends like this this facebook page what is this company i should like it as well and mm. then it's that personal relationships and then when they contact that company they want that person to talk to on the phone to explain the service to them or they want to go and buy that product from a person mm. now i mean i guess there's always this risk um you know doing too much traditional and too little digital or vice versa should you be cutting traditional totally in your world, do you think? No, definitely not. I definitely think that there's still space for traditional. Even if it's a small percent of your budget for marketing, still have a, have a little bit there if you're doing an expo or if you're going to do some print ads or give out some flyers in the area, still have some sort of brand awareness that you contribute to as well. I think that also plays a good part in helping your digital marketing campaign. Hmm. Now, let's just for a moment talk about We've, we've touched on social media very briefly. I mean, there are platforms, there, there are a variety of platforms, first of all, in, the, in that social media space. Um, some of them are more active. So something like a Twitter or an Instagram is, is, is just there in the moment. Things like Facebook and then on the other extreme, LinkedIn, are much more 
uh, it was called a longevity yeah. type of, you know, so a post on LinkedIn could be sit, sit on people's profiles for a number of days, you know, Facebook, yes. I'm not so sure, depending yeah. on how active <laughs> your friends are. Um, is it, I mean, and, and, and to be very frank and honest, I mean, I, I often look at uh, social media and I go, well, if you're, un- you have to almost be under 30 to understand how this all hangs <laughs> together because it's, it's really a, a, a it's a different generational yeah. thing around social media and, and engagement. Um, but the reality is that even, you know, multi-generational people who, you know, much older people are engaging actively in, in social media engagements. Um, what platforms talk to which audience as well? So that's a good question. <laughs> so it actually kind of, I think it depends on the industry that you're in. Um, so LinkedIn is definitely a more professional network, mm-hmm. more corporate, more B2B network. It's becoming definitely a place for recruitment. So if you're in the recruitment industry, it's an amazing place to make connections and um, for the professional network. Whereas Facebook is more a consumer platform. So if you're selling products that's directly to the end user, that's a great platform to use. Um, so is Instagram. If you have very visual, if you're selling a product and there's lots of visuals, then that's also a great platform to use. So they all have their pros and cons. Um, and I think you just need to do research into each one and see which one's going to work best for your brand. Uh, I think that Facebook is obviously the biggest one out of all of them. And people tend to go to Facebook first before any other social media platform. And that's just because of the mass number of people that are on that every single day. Um, South Africans spend more time online than any other medium in that's, they're just always on. Uh, so definitely just depends on your industry and, and which one of those channels are going to work for you. Mm. Now, the other thing that I, I find quite interesting about, uh, digital is, and I'm going to call it this and you're going to look at me and give me the look now when I say this is the stalking ability of digital <laughs> because I've realized and I know uh, I know it's out there that you as you interact digitally you're leaving a digital footprint and the advertising world has and and I guess quite rightly slow. So figured out how to track this. And it's the same way, you know, our good friends at Google and Facebook and all the places know where you've been and so what you're interested in and they serve up the same stuff that you're interested in. And I mean, I'll be honest, I, I actually use that capability. Things like news, for example, yes. I, I go to Facebook to get my daily news because it's now learned what I'm looking for and the types of articles I'm interested in and it serves up the appropriate stuff. I don't have to go to three news sites looking for the information I'm looking for. Um, but, but it is when, so, you know, there's parts of my life where I love this idea. And then when I know that it's now figuring out that I looked at, you know, let me use an example, shoes. Yeah. Now all of a sudden I'm being presented with every a brand of shoe and, you know, shoe polish and shoe bag and everything that's connected with the word shoe is now all over me at every interaction. I'm reading a news article and I've got shoes popping up every five seconds. Um, I, I find that a little bit almost like a bit scary. Um, what is the, where's the line here from a digital marketing perspective where you, you almost, Scare your customers away. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'd have to say, 
say when I compare traditional and digital is that traditional is about the brand, whereas digital is about you. It's about the person. Okay. So digital is now tailoring all their messaging to the person. And that's mm. awesome because I think as we go and as we get more technology, everything's going to be personalized to exactly what you want. You're going to want that shoe. It's going to pop up over there. It's, it's going to be so easy. So yes, for some people who don't understand how it's working and now they wanted to book a flight and now these flights are following them. It was bad enough that you had to deal with the person phoning back from, from the travel agency. Now they're following, now they're following you following around. But it's it's actually really awesome. It's a retention retention strategy. So if someone looks at your website, looks at those pair of shoes, it's kind of like, mm, I really like them, but do I have the money to spend on them? Leave the websites. You then start following them around, reminding them. So it's you have to be subtle about it. Don't show them 50 times a day the same pair of shoes. Then they're going to just get irritated with the brand, and that's not what you want. Yeah, so so I guess the digital follow, following can actually – Almost cross into the world of stalking, yeah, and, and and it gets and treated, yeah, yeah, and it gets treated with the same uh, amount of distaste as if you had a call center agent yeah. calling you every half an hour. Have you made a decision yet? Exactly. Have you made a decision yet? Because that's what it literally feels like, I yeah. guess, in a, in, a, in a way. So, but at the same time, there's also a lot of clutter. So people might go onto a news site and see lots of banners, and then see your your little square banner of the shoes amongst mm. all the others, and then it catches their eye, and they say, "Oh, I should go back to that website." So at the same time, it's also it, it has such a good mm. like brings people back to the website. You just need to do, do it the right way. Yeah. Now, just give me some insight here. I mean. The costs of digital versus traditional marketing. Traditional marketing was always uh, and, and has traditionally been a very expensive way yeah. to engage with your market. Um, I mean, I, I, I know when at one point we talked about the effectiveness of, of a, a traditional campaign and we worked out it would have been easier just to invite the targeted customers that we wanted to talk, target to a really ritzy dinner at the Westcliff Hotel. We could have afforded to <laughs> invite them all personally and just sat yeah. there and talked to them about the business because the cost per head versus the cost per lead was just so high. high and too high. Does digital give you a lower cost per lead than traditional? Definitely. So what's so nice about digital is that there's a pay-per-click system. So if you do Google AdWords or if you do social media advertising, it all works on a pay-per-click system. So you only pay if someone actually clicks through and visits, visits your uh -huh. website. Or so we, we've got to the... The pay-as-you-go model in, yes. in marketing, yeah. finally. Okay. <laughs> it's what <laughs> okay. everyone's been waiting for. <laughs> okay. So we only pay for what we consume, And you can choose your budget. So you can say, I can only spend a 1,000 Rand a month. You put a 1,000 Rand into Facebook or you put a 1,000 Rand into Google Ads and you let that get you as many clicks as you as you can afford. So mm. there's no limits on the amount of money you can put into it. Whereas a billboard is 50K, that's the price. You can't change it. Yeah. And, you, and you've got to commit for six months yes. and it's got to be a, a, your ability to change not the you position of the it. you can't change the position of the billboard two weeks into the campaign because you realize people are driving the other way yeah. or whatever. <laughs> it's you know. too late. I, I don't want to look at your ad in the morning. I look at it on the way home, but I don't want to. Oh, it's on the wrong side of the highway. Sorry. Oopsie. <laughs> Got that whole and, yeah. and I mean practicalities are there. There are elements like that where yeah. you know I want I don't want to look at my SA Breweries ad on the way to work because yeah. I'm not going to the office to drink. Yeah. I want to look at my SA Breweries ad on the way home when I'm thinking of you know what. I'm going to have for dinner that night and yeah. what my, my drinks are going to be. So that's an interesting dynamic that, that one has to manage. Now, 
the other thing that that, that always strikes me, and and, and it, it was something that, if I say the you use the word challenged me, would probably be the <laughs> the word, is the amount of money spent in the traditional space, in the advisor space, the the agency that has to put. Together, all of the stuff yeah. for you, and 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 so you know you haven't got anything up yet or anything distributed, and you've already spent thousands of rands on design and conceptualization and brand activation. And sorry, I'm throwing out all these <laughs> all these words that I, I, I acquired over the years, and I I kind of like I'd, I'd look at the invoices as they arrive and go, hmm, brand activation at 100,000 rand. Like, what exactly am I paying 100,000 rand for? Yeah. Now, obviously, traditional has got a very high cost of establishment. From your pay-per-click wording, it sounds like we're paying as we go yeah. on, on the digital platform. But obviously, there's a crossover point at some point in this this equation um, but then on the flip side, traditional, you have to keep going. So how do the cost structures between these two worlds connect? So I definitely think in digital and in traditional, you need that, that person that does your strategy. That's If you don't have a strategy behind your campaign, it's going to fail. Okay. Um, I've had a lot of people that have, have thought that they could do digital marketing themselves, and some have done so well because they've thought it out. They've made a strategy. Others just run. They set up a Facebook page, and they'll say, well, post when we can, and then they forget about it, and then they actually just have an empty Facebook page for th- Three months, so it's so important to have some sort of strategy behind there, some sort of plan behind there, and that it might be a similar cost to traditional, but it's when it comes to actually the spend of putting up the billboard to actually doing the, the payments to Google, that's where the differs, where the costs are much less. Mm. Um, I think that the person always having a professional market, marketing person to help you, that's that cost is always going to be a fixed cost. Mm. Cost is always going, yeah. going to be there. Not going to get away from the no, cost of marketing. No, you need a professional still. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I guess you know your website design, your social media, um, your campaigns that you maybe run in, in various forums. It's quite important to obviously get consistency through all of this, yes. and getting the right people to engage from a skill set perspective. Are those skills readily available out there, or? You know, is this a is this a very niched market space, and I'm going to pay thousands of rands for their capability? So in South Africa, we actually have a big skill shortage of digital marketing professionals because it's such a new industry, it's such a new marketing era that there's not a lot of people that actually know the, the ins and outs of it. So um, it's growing at a thirty to fifty percent percent a year the digital marketing industry. Wow. Okay, yeah, so, so, so Emma, if I may say, so I know you started Pokedot Digital not too long ago. Yeah. You definitely then selected the right industry in terms of growth. No, okay. definitely. It's it's growing faster than we can actually blink. Every day things are changing. You have to keep up with it. Um, Google changes algorithms all the time. These sort of things just, it's not constant. It's not traditional marketing. It's the same, put up your billboard. This is every day. There's new platforms coming. There's new tools available. There's new strategies. Um, and you need to keep on top of that. And so I definitely, if, if someone's looking for coming out of varsity and not sure what to do, go into digital marketing. It's definitely. Yeah. So if, there, if there's a, if there's a marketing flair, digital's yeah. the place digital's to flair. The place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, definitely. Great, great. Well, Emma, I think, yeah, from, from, from this short conversation that we've had, it's, it's definitely clear that, 
you know, we need to focus more on the digital world, obviously. It's, it's a foregone conclusion the world's going more digital. Yes. There is still space for that traditional marketing environment, but getting it right in the digital space will be the, sounds like, the key to success or failure in your business. I can, if I can sum that up. Okay, well, that was Emma Wilson from Polkadot Digital. Thank you very much, Emma, for joining us. Thank we you really so do much. appreciate your time and your insights. Next up is our business conversation. Stay with us. This is CliffCentral.com.